This is the Dive Bomb Squadcast, presented by Dive Bomb Industries. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Dive Bomb Squadcast. I'm your host, Asher Tolliver. This podcast is a little bittersweet as I'm losing my right-hand man, but I'm excited for him to pursue personal growth in this industry. Outside of my wife, I've probably spent more time with this guy than anyone over the last few years. We've experienced some ups and downs. We've had our differences. But at the end of the day, he's become one of my best friends, and I'm grateful for everything he's done for us here at Dive Bomb. The man I'm talking about is Mr. Nick Costas. Nicholas, what's good, my man? Man, not a whole lot. Just got back from California and uh, trying to get the uh, the time change straight so I can Stayed up, stayed up to like three in the morning last night. So trying to figure out the uh, time zones right now. Yeah, I believe it. Going from Richmond to Chico, that's a pretty, yeah. pretty good little change. Hate I wasn't <laughs> able to make that last trip out west of California. We had some extreme winter weather here in Central Arkansas. Um, I appreciate you and Forrest picking us up. How was it out there the last few days? Man, it was. It was awesome. It was it was cool to hunt in a different, just completely different area. I mean, we walk out of the hotel room and there'd be palm trees in the parking lot, and I was like, "We seriously going hunting right now?" And uh, there was an orange tree on the corner of one of the fields we hunted. It was just kind of a funny, different environment. But uh, we had we had we hunted four four days. I think we had we had one really good one, and then the other three were okay. It was just you know, it was reverse migration stuff and right. Some of the first area we were in with Rob DaCosta, DOA, and uh, uh, Dylan Shipplehoot, uh, his outfit. Uh, they just they they had uh, they didn't have this the same amount of water as the guys that we were visiting down south, and uh, you know they didn't have the same amount of birds. But we had an awesome awesome time. They were they were great. They were a lot of fun. And um, and then the last day we banged them really good with uh, just some buddies that my friend uh or our friend sean howe at how guide service kind of set me up with so that was fun and um and yeah that, that was it that's awesome man it, it looked like an absolute blast i know all the guys you hunted with were awesome and uh you know did their very very best to uh put on a show for you guys but that last yeah. day 400 snow geese before eight o'clock what a freaking rodeo <laughs> yeah it was ins- it was insane it was yeah. it was truly insane it was one of the things where everything kind of snow geese actually participated and did what they were supposed to which doesn't happen often that was your last so. official travel trip as a full-time employee for those of you who don't know effective march 1st nick is no longer employed by dive bomb industries what are you feeling does that does that make you a little bit sad <laughs> dude it's uh it's definitely bittersweet i mean i've you know, I mean, it's, it's been a all in job for a few years and, you know, it's kind of like, like you said, I've spent more time with you and Cade and Forrest and on the road and stuff like that than I have doing anything else for the last few years. And it's kind of, kind of become my routine and kind of my life. And, um, it's definitely bittersweet because y'all are like my, my closest friends right now and basically family. Like so second family, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I share I share a room with you probably more than uh, definitely more than anybody else. But 
<laughs> the uh but yeah no it's definitely bittersweet i'm uh i'm you know personally trying to make some changes and uh chase some other goals but dive bomb always kind of play a special spot in my heart so yeah, um yeah it's definitely bittersweet yeah man you will nick you'll always be a part of dive bomb and for those listening his his change is not something that was unexpected or caught us off guard. Nick has been very transparent and this is something that we have been talking about for close to a year now. Many of you don't know this, but Nick owns a couple other businesses in the outdoor industry and he was not able to take them where they needed to be while being a hundred percent laser focused with dive bomb industries. And as valuable as Nick is, was to this company and as much as we're going to miss him, we're excited about the things he will accomplish on his own from his learning experiences with this company. Nick, can you tell our listeners about what you've had cooking for a while now and what ultimately led to this very difficult decision? Yeah, so I, uh, uh, I'm i a part owner of Split Read. Um, I was one of the founders of that a couple years ago, or a few years ago, and is actually I actually started it right before I started working for Dive Bomb, and uh, I've been super fortunate to have an awesome team uh, with Duncan McLeod and uh, Corey Mulher and um, uh, Daniel Bagby have been helping me a lot with just kind of the main running the business, and uh, I mean obviously all of our writers and photographers and everybody else, but um, that that's grown a lot. You know, we started out just kind of doing some photos and uh, booking some hunts for some outfitters. And now we're doing some, uh, doing some film projects and uh, doing some other marketing out, out, out of house marketing for some other brands. And um, it's, it's grown a ton. So that's been, uh, that's been pretty crazy to do when I did have a few days off for dive bomb to have to kind of try to deal with that too. So that was, that was a lot. That was, that was a, uh, that was a handful, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but no, I mean, I've, I have an awesome team that made it, made it possible, but it's, it's grown a ton. And, um, so trying to keep that moving and, uh, uh, we're actually going to hire a full-time employee next year, which is pretty exciting. Um, and, uh, uh, Christina wing, she's, she's been a huge asset to us. And, uh, but yeah, it's, um, that's been, that's been a big one. And then, um, I've always wanted to, uh, kind of always wanted to own an outfitter and, uh, my favorite place in the world is to hunt is Canada. And I've kind of just always browsed for, uh, zones and licenses that were for sale. And, um, I found one and, uh, I went for it. I bought it actually when I bought it, I bought it as kind of an investment as something, you know, I have it not for down the road. Maybe I can sell it later or, uh, you know, I can ultimately start it a few years down the road or have someone else run it. And then as the, uh, as the, as the more time I had it, I just kind of was like, man, this is, I think this is what I want to do. And I want to take people hunting, you know, I've, I've hunted all over the place and I just want to, that's what I want to do. So I, th- I thought on it and kind of prayed on it and decided to make the, make the jump. It's been exciting to watch the growth of Split Read and what you guys have going on there. Duncan has absolutely killed it on the front end, and, and 
Yeah. Your media team is as good as I've ever seen. The Duck Camp Dinners, that's a hell of an impressive series. Yeah. Duncan Duncan's an animal. Um he uh he's he's been I mean he's I complain about being busy, but he's in uh, he's got a full time job and then uh in business school at uh University of North Carolina and doing this stuff on the side. So um he's he kind of does the business side of things and kind of the operations organization stuff. And then I kind of handle some of the, the content stuff and we work really well together. We actually grew up about three miles from each other our whole lives. So it's kind of fun to own a business with one of your childhood best friends. For sure. Now you're outfitting business in Canada. What's the name of that business and where can uh, people be, find you? Uh, so the website should be up and live the day uh this podcast comes out um it's gonna it's gonna be called thunderbird outfitters and i have a social media account as well on instagram thunderbird outfitters and uh for some reason you can't find that you can hit me up on my personal page uh nck underscore coastus um but uh yeah i named it thunderbird outfitters my uh my dad passed away this summer and he had a 1956 Thunderbird his whole life and uh after he passed away I kind of wanted to when I when I got the got the business or or the license to start the outfitter I wanted to kind of pay some respects to him and um you know have something that when I you know look at my business and makes me think of him and want to work hard to make him proud so I just kind of was talking about it with my sister and um we we actually still have that car um but uh wanted to name it after him so i said let's do let's do thunderbird outfitters i think she's actually the one that came up with it that's pretty cool man i know he'd be very proud and i'm sure he would definitely think that was super rad so yeah that's cool man very very yeah so i'm excited to have you up to come hunt and dive bomb dive bomb crew it'll be fun (laughs) absolutely now the last few seasons you've spent roughly gosh 120 plus days on the road traveling between august and april making stops at probably 50 different outfitters each year how do you think you can apply the knowledge you've gained in these travels to the success of your own outfitting business man it's it's crazy to i mean you hunt all over all over the country and uh every every almost every trip i'll pick up something you know just just random that like you know i'll be like oh wow i've never seen anybody do it that way or oh that's super cool how like for example when we were at rob uh the costas with doa outfitters in california i mean before the sun had come up before we even signed a waiver or when you signed a waiver he handed you a toe tag he's like put it in your pocket so yeah. just you know, you're like, okay, like no one's, I've hunted everywhere and no one's ever done that. And it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of an interesting way to do it. You just give everyone their toe tag at the beginning of the yeah, morning so you don't have to pass it out later. For sure. And just kind of, you know, as you hunt around, you just see how different people operate and the organization. And um, I think, I think it's been invaluable, um, honestly, to kind of be able to hunt. And I've learned so much from some of the awesome outfitters we hunt with. And from a hunting standpoint 
and uh and from just kind of running a business and yeah uh just being a being a good outfitter so i think i couldn't even put a price on it it's been it's been very valuable and that's one of the many many reasons i'm super thankful for dive bomb and definitely you know, cody giving me giving me a shot a few years ago definitely i agree we visit a lot of places and there's some areas where guys are naturally stronger than others i think your experience getting an inside look at where the best in the business excel and maybe where others aren't quite as refined can help you immensely in making sure you're checking all the boxes that ultimately lead to happy clients that return year after year. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. if, if you have one, what is your biggest fear about going out on your own? Man, I, uh, a few years ago, I was working an office job with uh, two monitors in an office and just was was miserable. I, I had my own little office and worked 7.30 to 3.30 in Montana for a custom home builder. And I just, it was the worst, it was the worst thing ever. And I, I'm, I'm thankful for that job because I learned that that's exactly what I don't want to do. But um, I've kind of, I've kind of always been a, sink or swim kind of guy so I, I i took a jump there and uh and then i took another jump with photography and um i'm taking another jump now and i i i'm 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 a i'm a really big sink or swim guy i mean obviously my biggest fear is failure um as cliche as it sounds i just i don't want to let people down and i i take a lot of pride in you know my reputation and my name um so i would say my my biggest fear is failure for sure, but uh, I tend to thrive and do well when I'm, when it's kind of my back backs against the wall. It's definitely stressful. I wish it wasn't like that, but that's kind of how I, how I like to roll. Um, I just, I don't know. I've just always done better that way when it's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more pressure on myself. Yeah. I don't see uh, why not the fear of failure. I mean, it, it keeps us honest and it keeps us motivated, you know? I mean, if you didn't, if you didn't have something that you feared, then it'd be very, very easy to just go through the motions. So I think that's good. I think it helps keep us grounded, you know? Yeah. I mean, with, you know, running, running split read and then doing the outfitter and trying to, trying to do both. I think, I think I can do it well. Um, I don't, I don't really see myself turning into a, uh, career guide i don't i don't think that's something i really want to do i i love canada and i think you know doing a couple months up there and then getting back to split read during the states and that's kind of that's kind of my goal and i think i can do it and um yeah i mean it's definitely you know it's you go from salary to where you have a paycheck and you're direct deposited to you every every two weeks to having to eat what you kills it's it's sure. it's a change <laughs> but uh but i'm but i'm ready to roll definitely let's go back in time a little bit about three years ago we met for the first time in scotland at aberdeen yeah. wild wings oh my christian lily uh cody and i liked your style and we had been interested in having you more involved with us and you had also been talking to Christian. So it was kind of a joint deal between Christian and Dive Bomb to get you out there. What were your initial thoughts going into that trip and your first experience with Dive Bomb? 
Well, that was, uh, that was another, uh, kind of, I jumped in. Um, I was, I was working for a firearms training company and I was doing the photography part-time and uh, I was getting to the point where basically my boss said like, Hey, that's awesome that you're doing the photography stuff, but you kind of got to pick one. And it happened a little bit earlier than I, I would have liked to. Um, but that was, that, that trip was, was a huge blessing to me because, you know, I was, I was hustling really hard. I hadn't really made my name yet and gotten, you know, a bunch of business, but just trying to kind of push my way into the, that hunting world. Uh, I mean, it was, it was, a, <laughs> it was like a God thing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm messaging a guy from Scotland and I'm, and I'm messaging y'all about decoys. We happened to meet up on the same trip and <laughs> it worked out and, and you got along and you know it turned into this which was I'm I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just lucky but I was uh I still remember I think Dive Bomb had 13,000 followers then yeah and, and it was like I don't know it's just it's just it's it's crazy to think how far Dive Bomb's come since then yeah, and uh, I remember I was 130 now I was messaging I was messaging Dive Bomb on uh instagram and i said something about cody or something and you were like no nah, this is asher and I, I didn't even know who you were and then we we rolled up to scotland and you met lauren and, dawson my buddy before you met me i was taking a nap from the time change <laughs> yeah that's, that's when right. i used he's, to be really good at underwear napping i used to be a professional underwear napper i'm now a below average underwear napper you know who, do you know who's like hall of fame who's Cade tricky <laughs> dude what about yeah, his? What about his face? Tricky don't wear underwear. Bro. Dude, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. And Kansas pulled the covers back and just bare ass, dude. What <laughs> about his little face? Up. What about his little face when he wakes up and he turns over that little look he gives you when he's just out, <laughs> it's dude? The, it's the blankest stare ever. He's completely asleep with his eyes open, dude. Oh my gosh, that was so funny, man. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, you you met Dyson. I was napping. I think Greg was napping. The time change. We got in before you. What'd you think? Were you like, this guy's are, you know, he's pretty cool. He's a douche. Where were you no, at? I, I, I thought you were cool. I was like, I mean, I was just like, man, just don't, don't, <laughs> don't fuck up, man. Like, this could be a big opportunity, you know? So I can't I remember. You're pretty quiet. I think you're pretty quiet the first couple of days. And then by the end, it was just like, I was like, I've known you for years. No. Yeah. I remember uh, we were sitting upstairs at Christian's and I was like, basically, dude, whatever you need, man, I'm freaking ready. Like, let's go. Like, I was like, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I'll talk to Cody. Just put your mouth guard in. Let's get to work. I was like, dude, I was like, dude, give me the rock. I will take it to the fucking room. <laughs> it wasn't long after. And we <laughs> offered you a full-time position and we were rocking mm -hmm. and rolling. You were the first guy that started traveling full time with me and I can't explain how much nicer it was having someone there to help that was on the same page, highly motivated and willing to do whatever it took to get the job done. And we yep. have since expanded further and I couldn't be happier with the guys that we've mm -hmm. got. Nick reflect on your time and growth with dive bomb and what do you take away from all of this? Man, I learned, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a ton. It's, 
I've learned a ton from you as far as uh, you're, I mean, easily one of the hardest workers I know. And as far as like just disciplined and I mean, you're extremely OCD, so that's probably part of it, but <laughs> you're super, you're super disciplined and you work hard as the hard as how, how hard you work obviously motivates me to work hard because, you know, when it's the third leg of a trip and it's, we've been in three States and it's nine days in and I don't want to do something or, you know, I know that you're on your phone doing, you know, answering stuff and, you know, it's just kind of like, well, if Asher's working, I'm going to work. So kind of, you know, I've learned a lot about just, it's, it's fun to, it kind of feels like, kind of felt like we were on a team again, you know, playing sports and stuff where you're just kind of, just kind of hustling and, you know, you're just doing the best you can just on the road. And, uh, but no, as far as what I reflect, I mean, it was, it was just, the, I'm just super thankful that Cody gave me a shot and you gave me a shot and, uh, it's an, it was an, it's an awesome job. And, um, man I don't know there's a lot a lot to reflect on uh, I got to travel the world and um, I couldn't I don't think I'd be where I am as far as wanting to start an outfitter and um, stuff like that without the help of dive bombs so well after just, all uh, this traveling thankful. I have no choice but to put you on a hot seat right now are you ready mm-hmm Okay, I'm just glad I don't have to answer these questions because you can you can be the bad guy whenever you answer them wrong. Nick, what is the best outfitter trip in terms of pure hunting and harvest you have been on? New York with uh, Bryce Collins, mm, yeah. early honkers. It's hard to argue with guns. that, dude. I mean, you can't. Yeah, dude, we 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 that's we not even fair. Days. We ran like 15 dozen V2Fs and it was, you yeah. know, like you're going to set up and shoot like eight geese with your buddy. And next thing you know, there's almost a hundred dead geese after the, the hunt. Ground. Yeah, you can't. That was unbelievable. Harvest aside, what outfitter was the most impressive in terms of communication, organization, attention to detail? Uh, Flatland Flyways. Alex with Russo. Alex Russo. Yeah. Yeah, they got it going on, man. What trip was the most pure fun overall? And this is a tough question because you're working, you know, you're working. So yeah. they're all it's different than when you're just going out buddy hunting. But for you, even working, maybe got a you know, a little trigger time. What what trip was the most most fun? I think Alaska. Um just from, you know, Charlie was hilarious and, you know, just messing around with you and Cade, seeing a whole different part of the world. I mean, that's like outer space out there. Um, so probably Alaska. Yeah. It feels like you're on a different planet. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I love traveling. I like, you know, going place to place, but I could not spend that much time there. Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, it's God remote. Bless. God bless Charlie and Jack. God bless Jack Nelson, because that guy. Yeah. I mean, that is a grind. Like guys think they're grinding. Dude, I, bet, I bet. I bet you. When right you don't now, even have a gas right station, now. you can go to. Dude, I or bet, internet. I bet you right now. I bet you right now that dude is completely soaking wet, like freaking 
hitting a rusty pin out of a shotgun in that basement right now. Oh my gosh. Just dealing with the salt and the lack of accommodations. I mean, I'm yeah. As far as grinding that dude grind, dude, total grind. What individual hunt sticks out in your mind that you'll remember forever? Um, dang. I think, honestly, probably Crooked Wing last year, not this year, but the year before. That was mm-hmm. the first time I'd hunted lessers, like, in the spread and like been to west texas or done anything yeah, like that, that was like freaking and i was like and it like blew my mind how like it just how that how that deal works yeah i was like gross, damn so dude. we're so we're we're laying in the spread and red dirt and shooting geese at 10 feet okay that's cool yeah that was gross dude yeah because i i'd never done it what's the overall best waterfowl guide that you've ever hunted with the person that checks all the boxes knowledge friendliness communication calling attitude effort all the things probably hunter Pickett. yeah he's a good one that's such a tough question man because we hunt with so many guys that are so freaking good at what they do that's not even really yeah. a fair question but hunter yeah. is fantastic yeah last but not least how many times in the last three years have you wanted to kick me in the bag because you were pissed off at me oh my gosh dude <laughs> <laughs> dude probably 100 probably 300 dude. oh my gosh <laughs> there's been so many times when I'm like editing a video and you tell me to move the freaking Texas skosh, I want to literally fly <laughs> down to Little Rock and flick you in the forehead. Dude, Cade got him a little I, taste of that last night. I know. I said, I said, have fun, have fun with that, old son. He uh, he, he called me. He's like, hey man, I don't put text on there, and I was like, man. his lip was quivering. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, man, you need to strap them boots on, boy. <laughs> he uh <laughs> right out of the gate the text it didn't look bad but i wanted it i didn't want a center alignment i wanted a left alignment on it and that's how we've been doing it on our other videos and i was like hey man i need a uh a, net, a left alignment on those names whenever they pop up on the screen he was like oh well it, it, it didn't save like to my program whatever he was using and i was like well I guess you're going to have to start over. <laughs> he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. You're going to have to start over and fix that alignment on those names. And he just, oh, man, you know, I could just, through the text message, I could hear the, the air coming out of him. But he's going to have to learn, you know. I mean, it's, yeah. I could do it. I mean, I could have done that video and put it together. I told no, him, that's... I said, Kate, I can do this in 10 minutes. But you're you're going to have to step up some old son. I mean, we're not going to have Nick. I'm not going to have Nick. I can lean on all the time. And there's just some little things that you're going to have to learn how to do. Get on YouTube and watch some videos. And, uh, you know, if you want to come person to person, you know, drive down here from Judsonia and we'll sit down and we'll go through some of this stuff. Um, but you're going to have to learn. That's one of the things he, that I was he's, saying he'll embrace about. it, but he's, yeah. he's learned. 
that's what I was saying earlier about like, you know, you you're one of the hardest workers I've ever worked with. And, you know, like like I see you doing like you were doing the GoPro or doing stuff that I mean you're making the dust from below us and stuff you don't want to do, but you just do it and you get it done and you have a you like when it whenever I would do a text wrong or something and you were kinda like moving an inch and it was like you know, in my head, you know, I might be like, dude, it don't matter. But I know right. that the reason you're doing it is because it's you're you want you want 100 percent excellence. And I respect that. So Just, I still wanted to kick you in the bag. Yeah, sure, it. sure. And I and I totally expect that because at the end of the day, does it matter? Does it? No, probably not. But little professionalism, little attention to detail. It just goes a long way. And we do a lot of stuff I, that isn't, agree. you know, pinned down perfect, but the closer we can get to that, you know, ultimately the better off we're going to be. So you never, even through all that, sure. I could sense the frustration and you guys can sense my frustration, but at the end of the day, you, you always did what I asked you to do. And that's all that I can ask for. Cause when you're going as hard as we've gone and running on a little sleep as we're running on at times, it's going to happen. I don't care who you are. Whenever you've got a lot of work that has to be done and somebody asks you to change something that you've worked hard on and you've been grinding and don't have any sleep, like there's going to be times that you're not going to be very happy with each other. But we've, learned how to put our feelings aside, whether it's me, you, Forrest, Kay, Kyle, whoever, you know, I tell you guys all the time, like, Hey, if I send a text or something, don't, don't read into it too much at face value. Like if you can never read the tone through text. So let's just make sure frustration aside, let's put our feelings aside. We've all got one common goal. And that's to do everything in the best interest of Dive Bomb Industries. So you guys have all been nothing but great. We get frustrated. That's totally expected because we all are human and that's what humans do. But at the end of the day, there's nobody else I've wanted to work with than you and the guys that we have in place. And uh, it's the best it's group. Awesome. What's next for Split Read, Nick? What's the ultimate goal? Man, the uh, the outfitter. My, well, the reason I started it is because I think that there, you know, there's a lot of outfitters that look really cool on social media and maybe don't necessarily take care of clients the way they they should be. Um, I was kind of, you know, you, you get on Facebook and you know everybody everybody in their you know, grandfather is the guide offering hunts and you don't know if they've even got insurance or if they've even got leases or if they're going to trust, but you know what I mean? Like you always hear these, these sure. nightmare stories where someone had a bunch of clients and went and hunted a field and got run off because he never had permission, just trying to make money. And I just wanted to start it as a place where I could say, look, I've been to this outfitter. I know these guys, they're by the book. They're legit. Like I'll, I'll tell you, like for the guy that doesn't know, all the ins and outs and he's from right. you know nashville and has a kid he wants to take hunting you know i could say dude I've, I've hunted with these guys and they're legit they they have a nice lodge they you know so whatever so that's kind of the goal is to kind of 
help outfitters and clients kind of together find a find a good place that fits what they want um but as far as and then you know the duck camp dinner stuff's been huge and just kind of trying to continue to grow um in that content as far as uh helping brands grow and helping outfitters sell hunts basically mm-hmm. um just keep keep growing keep keep expanding and uh just keep trying to trying to make some money yeah with the personnel you guys have in place i have no doubt it will continue to be wildly successful yeah i hope so now good lord willing if the borders open do you plan on running clients this fall at thunderbird outfitters yes um i've heard a lot of different things about the border um no one knows but you know it's i I, i'm gonna be ready um you know, I've been so busy with dive bomb, you know, up until now I'm kind of going into overdrive mode, just basically getting this website done and, um, trying to have all the logistics ready. So if they do open it, I'm ready to go. Um, but you know, I'm kind of getting everything set up to where if it doesn't work out this year, that's okay. It's all set and ready for the following year. Um, I've got other things, you know, I've got, I've got other work I can do in the States, but, uh, but yeah, man, I'm hoping so. And I'd love to run, uh, you know, 10, 15 groups this year, just, just to, uh, kind of get it going, you know, something four, four to six guys or something like that and see if we can make it happen. Can you tell people what kind of experience they can expect to get if they choose to spend their hard earned money with you? Yeah, I want to, uh, so we're gonna have we're gonna have a lodge um, and meals, shells, everything included. Kind of the idea is you get off the plane. Once you get to us, you don't I mean food, shells, hunting, all of it's included. You don't you don't set up decoys. You just kind of you show up and shoot your gun and have fun with your friends. Um, but it's gonna be a uh, lot of snow geese, a lot of uh, a lot of Canada geese and uh, and ducks, and uh, we're going to be in Saskatchewan. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I just want to, I I basically just want to bust my ass and show people a good time. That's kind of my goal is to, you know, I want to I I really want to work really hard to over deliver and build a build a clientele that is repeat business and, um, you know, kind of have the same group of guys come up over and over and over and just over deliver to, you know, continue to have people rebook. That's kind of my goal. I don't, I don't really want to do a, uh, you know, have to rebook every year and just do the bare minimum. And I want to over deliver and my name's on it. It's going to be, I'm going to give it everything I got. Absolutely. Well, Nick, I think I'm, I'm done grilling you, man. Thank you for joining me today. I know, obviously, I'll be talking to you as much as always, but I do want to thank you again for all your hard work and dedication to this company, and we wish you nothing but the absolute best moving forward. Know you're going to kill it. No, thank you, man. It's right back at y'all, you and and Cody. I mean, seriously, it's meant the world to me it was 
that pretty much changed my life getting the opportunity to do what I did and um just Cody and uh Cody actually uh I reached out to a, a mutual friend a few years ago um and was like hey you know or it was a friend of mine who who knew Cody and I was like hey don't you know the dive bomb dude and because uh, he lived in St. Louis and I was like he was like yeah and I was like man see if he's got any of those Canada silhouettes because they were sold out on the website and then I talked to Cody and uh he was like yeah I've got some I've got some in the back basically like we had they had a few that were available that weren't on the website or something uh-huh. and he uh I bought them and I was like hey man I take pictures and stuff and he was just like he was like cool yeah send, send them over if they're good like we'll uh you know we'll see what's up or whatever and I sent him some photos and that's kind of how it got started but he sent me some silhouettes that I could use for uh, the last month of my hunting season um I don't know four three four four years ago or something like that and uh yeah it's kind of a small world but that's just uh but yeah I mean super thankful for you and Cody and the opportunity y'all gave me thank you we're thankful for you as well I'll see if I can pull some strings and um talk to uh talk to our people see if we can get you set up on our uh, preferred outfitter program <laughs> that'd be sick <laughs> but seriously it's uh it, seriously it's gonna be funny when um when those borders finally open and we come up for a visit and you are the one being interviewed god you're gonna dude i'm gonna be i'm gonna have like i'm gonna like hire extra scouts the last thing i can handle is getting grilled if it's not up to snuff okay. when y'all come <laughs> it better be a plus all the way around i've told nick i cannot wait you know because any of our outfitters god services clients that were there that were along whenever dive bomb was on a trip you all know i'm like always apologizing at the end of a hunt because i say guys this is the worst part about hunting with a crew of people that does this for their job because we got to get some you know, we got to get some good content. We got to get some good pictures. We lay them out nice. It just takes a lot more time than if you were just out going with your buddies and all right, let's grab them. Everybody want to grab a fistful and take a picture real quick, or y'all want to just throw them out next, everything jacked around, but we can't, you can't put stuff on a website and magazine ads and make posts when stuff doesn't look clean or there's blood everywhere or birds are all shot up. So we, spend a good amount of time post hunt making things look nice making it look presentable make the setting look like it did while hunting natural you know we don't want to take a picture in front of our uh, garage door or under our patio so i've been giving nick a hard time because now that he doesn't have to take the time to do that he can just get out of the field it's going to be so funny when he's like throws him out of the blind belly down like all right guys everybody grab a handful give me one cell phone and y'all can airdrop it to everybody (laughs) so that's gonna be it'll be nice you know change of pace you know get them laid out take a pick and fill out your tag and hit the road so (laughs) i figure you're looking forward to that yeah i mean i don't know it's still you know it only takes a minute i think it was uh I think it was Cade who Takes one time a minute a, plus twenty. Well, yeah, but we had a we had a cool me and Cade had a cool hunt, and he uh, 
we were trying to set up the self timer and it was a freaking deal, man. It took us like 10 tries cause I had to run through the water and then decoys were like flipping over and stuff. And it was just like, I was like sprinting through the spread to jump over a log to take a picture. And I was getting frustrated and he was like, Oh, let's just keep trying. Like it'll be worth it. Once it's like done, it was a sweet. Yeah. Hunt. That's a great picture. I know exactly the picture and, you're talking about. It was in and the then cash like, river it, it, yeah, it was a sweet, it was a sweet hunt. And like, to have a sweet picture with it is like okay that was worth it i don't even remember like sure. the mess with, mess with the picture so i've definitely grown to appreciate good pictures for sure after after a good hunt i'm always paranoid that like clients and people are like man this is taking too long but it always seems like every time they're always like yeah, man. They'll send a yeah. They'll send a message like dive on Instagram, like oh, this picture's so sick. You know, after we post it and like maybe they're in it and stuff like that, yeah. or they're like, hey, do y'all have any of those pictures from that day? And then, you know, it makes all that little extra time so worth it because yeah, for sure, you know, people are usually pretty fired up to once they see how nice they look compared to just a throwing them out there on the ground or just taking a you know a pic or two at the lodge. It's it's pretty cool yeah. when you get that natural setting. So. Nick, yeah. you got anything else you want to add, man? No, nah, man, I'm just just thankful for the opportunity. Um, it's bittersweet, but, you know, we'll keep hunting, and I'll do anything I can to help dive bomb grow. You know that. And, uh, Absolutely. Appreciate, appreciate everything. All right, Nicholas. Well, I will talk to you soon, sir. All right, man. See you, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Bye. There it is. The end of an era for Nicholas and Dive Bomb Ministries. Honestly, not really. I know Nick well enough that he will still be helping us greatly, even though he's not under employment. He's a great guy, and we're all happy for him in this next chapter in life. As always, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're missing out if you haven't seen the all-green, three-foot-wide Spring Creek hunt in Wyoming. Lots more coming there. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time, y'all be good. Thank you for listening to the Dive Bomb Squadcast.